The 40-mile journey is proving popular with U.S. tourists because, well, Americans like tequila. Tequila is on fire. The president of the Distilled Spirits Council of the U.S., Chris Swanger, just arrived home from a visit to Mexico's agave fields. He says sales of tequila and its spicier cousin, Mezcal, increased 30% last year, reaching $5.2 billion. Super premium tequila sales shot up 1,300% since 2003. Tequila is now the number two selling spirit in the U.S. behind vodka. Wendy Gillette, CBS News, Tequila, Mexico. Baltimore Orioles pitcher Matt Harvey has been suspended for 60 games by Major League Baseball for distributing drugs. He's previously admitted to using cocaine. Monica Ricks, CBS News. I'm Pete Barnett, candidate for Jefferson County Sheriff. With my 26 years of experience with the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, I will continue to help reduce the prevalence of illegal drugs, aggressively pursue violent offenders, and keep our citizens safe. I also have 10 additional years working for Jefferson County in both the district attorney and public defender offices. I have a wide, comprehensive view of the criminal justice system in Jefferson County. As a United States Marine, I was assigned to government accounting, where I dealt daily with fiscal budget matters. I am the only candidate in the race who is familiar with the administrative side of being sheriff. I know firsthand the importance of and how to be fiscally responsible with the taxpayer's money. I am a strong proponent of community policing, and I believe that starts in our schools. I am a lifelong Republican, ardent supporter of our Second Amendment rights, and a believer in the core values of the North Country. I look forward to earning your vote on primary day, June 28th. Pete Barnett. Thank you. What's up, North Country? It's Taylor Caprera here at FX Caprera in Alex Bay. If you're like most people, you've been looking forward to this summer more than ever before. Road trips, vacation, time with friends and family. Whether you plan to haul a boat, a trailer, or maybe the family, at FX Caprera Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have just what you need. We've got tough trucks like Ram, Chevy, Ford, Toyota. We are fully stocked and ready to go. And we are your Jeep store in the Bay. Whether you're looking for a Jeep Wrangler, Jeep Cherokee, maybe a Compass, we're fully stocked. And oh yeah, Gladiators, well, we have them too. And yeah, sometimes you need a car to drive around. Whether it's a sports car, sedan, or maybe a luxury vehicle, we've got them in the Bay. It's just a short drive to savings right here at FX Capra in the Bay. And we are open seven days a week. Throw the kids and the dog in the car and come on up. Your next ride is waiting for you right here on Route 12 in Alexandria Bay at FX Capra Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Recently at the Cape Vincent Correctional Facility. It was here at the prison where the union says an inmate slashed a corrections officer in the face. Just one reason why Susan Duffy wants to be your assembly person. Inmates and career criminals are becoming emboldened and liberal programs such as HALT Act and bail reform are making matters worse. We must stop giving more rights to criminals and give more support to our valued corrections and law enforcement communities. Law enforcement recruitment is at an all-time low. Underfunding and understaffing is causing mandated overtime to a point where family time has taken a back seat. We need an assembly leader that will support the men and women of law enforcement. With no Democrats running in the race for the River District, your primary vote will likely decide who represents you in Albany, a fighter or a career politician. Early voting starts on June 18th and primary Tuesday is June 28th. If you want someone who will fight to repeal the Hall Act and the ridiculous bail reform laws, vote for Susan Duffy for assembly and I'll take this fight to Albany. Paid for by Duffy for assembly. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. Oh, 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 oh. What do you think this is the 
army where you shoot them a mile away. You gotta get up close like this. Little bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I kidding? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a planet fucker? <laughs> This is Live at Five. Live at Five. Live at Five. Hello, everybody. Oh, turn that down. Wrong button. Yeah, as if I don't know this already by now. And uh, I'm here on a Tuesday edition of the Live at Five show with yours truly. Did I just say that twice? I'm redundant already. It's two for Tuesday, I guess, so that's appropriate. Uh, but we'll get things started here. And uh, today is a big voting day, too, locally. Listening to Sean Hannity, he seems like uh, the only voting around this town is in Pennsylvania. Not this town. In the, in the, in the country is in Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz. Who is it going to be? Uh, tonight should be interesting. However... We have our own little voting booth right here. It's uh, nestled behind behind the other door and the other door. and the other. It's amazing. I went to uh, vote today. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Live at Five show. I went to vote for the very first time in my life uh, for, uh, for, for the school board. And, and, I, and believe me, when I, when I walked into the high school, the, the hallways of uh, Watertown High School, I think the whole place shook. <laughs> it's like, whoa, do you know who just walked in here? Why, is it someone from the Hall of Fame? God, no. No, he didn't go here. No, no, no. It's like Glenn Curry in here. He's looking to vote. He's never voted for the school board before in his life. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I go up to the main entrance, and there was a nice lady who said, no, the, the, voting, uh, the door to the voting to vote today is at the side of the, of the building. So I call up Jeff. And Jeff at that point called me up. Hey, Glenn, Glenn, are you voting? I said, yeah, I'm actually. But, you know, I felt like, <laughs> I felt like uh, uh, Michael Corleone talking to Sonny when he found out there was... There was no men at the hospital after the Don got shot five times and he still survived. It's like, no, there's nobody here. Nobody there. I won't panic. You know, so I told I told uh, I told Jeff, I said, Wait, I, I can't find the door. There's no signs. He goes, well, uh, I'm over here at the other side. They have those big flag signs. Vote here. And sure enough, I looked <laughs> I looked out on uh, Washington Street and they were there. They had two big signs out there. But it, it's just like you would think that <clears throat> you would have to go through the main entrance they have this little, you know, A-frame in the back that says, vote here if you want to. Just a select few choose to vote anyway. So it's really no big deal. We know who wants to be this. We, we, we know who we want to have as a school board. So the Glen Currys don't have to come in here, okay? You understand? It's thank you. No, I, I just, it, uh, today I just went in, did my thing, saw a couple people that I knew. I wore a mask. I was the only one with a mask. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm, if I'm even near a high school, I got to wear a mask, right? I said, no, no one's wearing a mask. And I walked out with a mask. <laughs> and this woman comes, walks up to me. She's, she looks at me and she says, oh, do I need a mask? I go, no. <laughs> I kept walking with it on my face like I was the phantom of, the, I was the phantom of Watertown High School. <laughs> Living in the sewer or something. So uh, anyway, today was uh, is a big day. 
uh, we're going to have a school board decision sometime, I'm, assu- I'm assuming, at about 9.30. It's not like we've got to wait for a week to find out who wins. I figure, you know, Channel 7 will have a scroll during, uh, you know, uh, I don't, what, what's the popular show? Like during, you know, un- underneath while watching the FBI or something. Or the neighbors. <laughs> oh, no, no, the neighborhood. No, that's on last night. Uh, big, uh, big day. <clears throat> um, oh, someone's on the line. I, I was going to share with you uh, something I should actually talk about tomorrow with Attorney Joe Stanley uh, on a Wednesday show. But last year alone, this is a staggering statistic. I don't know what the average is on a, on a yearly basis. But this, according to the AP News, uh, nearly 43,000 people died in the United States just on the roads last year. Just crashes. That's 365 days. 43,000. Do the math. That's a lot of people, folks. Unbelievable. All right. Someone was on the phone, and I was BSing, and now I can't breathe. Here we go. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. How you doing? Jason um, Train. I, I, my heart goes out. There was a couple shootings a couple days ago. Really? And, and oh, yeah. I, I'm calling out to Republicans and Democrats to stop their nonsense of the division against race against race, color against color, color. And human against human, you know, all of us. And, and we need to treat people as humans and sit down. And oh, I, 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 okay, 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 Jason, I got it because I know you, you, you mean well and whatnot. But now, now you know you, you, you started a fire here. Now we have to challenge you. We have to challenge you. Okay. 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 All right, so back in early, no, 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 hear me out because you're going to have this outpouring of, of, of affection uh, for the black race. This is a horrible thing that happened in Buffalo. Uh, the president went there today. Last time the president went to Buffalo, things didn't work out back in September 1901, by the way, McKinley. Uh, but nonetheless, he went there. But listen, I didn't hear an outpouring of any affection from yourself challenging you and the president or anyone else after the incident that took place in Wisconsin where a, an African-American took a vehicle and drove uh, 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 people down from behind, by the way, uh, in, a, in, a, in a parade that was going on in front of children and so forth. Now, not to say that one is worse than the other, but both were examples of hate crimes. And yet we did not see the follow-up for the Wisconsin and many other incidents, not to mention the most recent incident that happened last month in, uh, in Brooklyn where an African-American shot at random. And I guess they figured, well, several of the victims were black, so it wasn't racially. But no, it was. He had his own little manifesto. He hated white people. Hate sucks. But but I'm going to tell you this, Jason. You're calling in today because today was a little bit more, I guess, interesting to talk in your in your fashion because, in fact, it did take place against black people in their own neighborhood by a crazy white guy from the southern tier. Is that correct, Jason? It is, Glenn. And, and <laughs> I might, I might okay. miss that other uh, incident that happened, and I'm, I'm keeping track of them now. But all incidents... Uh, any human being, whether it be black, white, purple, green, or Spanx or Jews, we need to stop. Anyone who's purple like is not breathing, I, so we got to worry about that. Anyone who's purple either has no, it, it lost his liver, or, or is is being asphyxiated as we speak. So just you know, there's no purple people. Not not even no, in the original I, Star Trek episodes. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I I, I want to say this, Glenn, is that I believe personally in my own heart that when the coronavirus broke out and Donald Trump label that as a as a race the asian virus right i believe that opened up people that no, were 
Be no, the, no, 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 not at all, not at all. Because okay, I got, I get. This is great because Jason just brings the best out of me, and he's trying to be compassionate. He's trying to be, you know, a typical liberal, <laughs> but I'm not going to allow him to do that. But the fact remains, Jason, is that the the Wuhan virus came from a place called I don't, not to sound, sound like Mr. Stewart here, uh, but it came, and I'm not talking about uh, uh, Patrick Stewart from the Star Trek two episodes. Uh, uh, no, it it it, it, it came from China. Okay, we know that. And, and others, like, others was like you know, Bill Gates, who said, well, it came from China, it came from bats. I don't care if it came from your mother's bat, bat, free, bat free or whatever, uh, or bat in the belfry for that matter. It came from China, like other viruses over the centuries, including the bubonic plague, by the way, but during the Dark Ages. Right. And so this and is nothing. So, but, but, so, but, but here's the thing. No, but, but, but Jason, you've got to understand that nations that want to be superpowers and still living in the 15th century with, with dysentery and, and, and wet markets and whatnot, and this whole communist way of, of thinking, where even their own people are locked in these rooms in Shanghai as we speak because they don't care about their own people. So, so Jason, do me a favor. I know you have a beautiful Asian bride, but don't show compassion to the Chinese nationalists. Don't do that, please. No, well, that's not what I'm saying, uh, Glenn, is that the reason I say that is my wife is a beautiful Asian woman, and she's taught me so much about her and they're very smart people. and her language. And, and the reason I say that, I'm very fact. careful labeling things like that, because there's so many whack jobs out in the world right. that will take that, those words and right. call them a particular name yeah, right. and going after right. that, that culture. So yeah. I understand that a lot of people said it came from China. I personally wasn't there. I don't know where it came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. But, but, the, but you originally wanted to call, but so let's stick to what you were talking about because, you know, you, you referred to the whack job. All right, let's look at the whack job from Clinton, New York. No, seriously, this isn't funny. You know how this is. The 18-year-old, by the way, the 18-year-old that shot up everybody in Buffalo, he looks like he's 35. Looks like he's already got a, you know, it just looks, he doesn't look 18. Uh, Good-looking kid, on, you know, I don't know what happened to him. Uh, they should have been watching him. Uh, but I talked about that yesterday ad nauseum. But here's the thing, though, uh, uh, Jason. The bottom line is, is that he has now become the face of Trump supporters. He has become the face of white Republicans. And let me go a step further. He has become the face of all white people. Because in the end, it doesn't matter if you call yourself a liberal or not. Uh, at the end of the day, you can't escape the color of your skin. This is turning into a race war. What happened on Saturday is just fueling their fire. They're failing in every other regard, but they can hinge on this, and they can hinge on the Roe versus Wade. And this is the ride we're going to be seeing right through the midterms in 2024, Jason. No, no, I, I, I understand that, Glenn. If we have to look at the Democrats, too, when they poured that race war of uh, Seattle, shots being burned down a couple years ago. So right, in Canada, too. Side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, that's Either awful. Either side, whether it be the Republicans or Democrats, you have got to sit down and have a, have a Thanksgiving meal with the Pilgrims and the Indians. Jason, ideally, that you sound so uh, you know, ideologically, that is so beautiful. Can't we all just get along? Uh, it's not, <laughs> Jason. It's not going to happen. The the rift needs to continue in order for them to persistently have and continue to have power. And well, incidents well, that, that happen on well, Saturday keep that, that flame is, going. If we keep on labeling things, things and keep on with this race war and with this change uh, culture and this all this garbage, we are going to go to a place where it's not going to be safe anywhere. I know. So we, we have to stop labeling things, things, and people, things. There you go. And, and my compassion is, yes, I have a beautiful Asian woman and wife, and she puts up with me. But yes. what I learned, I want to share God with bless the audience. Her. 
Yeah. Is I learned so much. Right. She's, she's my nightlight. Yeah. So when I go to bed at night and it's cold outside, right. all I got to do is reach over right. my beautiful, yep. light skin. That's what it's all about. Wife. Right. That has a heart of gold and, and like a forest, right. like a fire. The patience of a so, saint. So I have to be careful how I look at right. uh, saying things or putting people with Right, because your wife will kick your ass. Jason, this is good stuff. I got to go, though, my friend. But thank you for the phone call today. All right, I got to go. You All, too. Right. All right, thanks. That's Jason. We love Jason. We just we love the show, too, at the same time. It's 520. Okay, all of a sudden, since uh, Elon Musk is, is alleged, I mean, not, not, not necessarily took over Twitter yet. It's funny, but once, 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 he put his, once he bought his original shares, like the 9%, like two months ago, I noticed that I, I'm starting to get more notifications from Twitter. And I'm not a big Twitter user, but I'm sure that, you know, you know the other platforms, including Facebook, you know, they give, they give them my grade. Like, who, oh, who are you giving? What do you know about this Glenn Curry guy? Oh, he's one of those. Good. We, we don't care about him. And in recent weeks, I'm getting more uh, notifications, different things here and there. And most of them are from Elon Musk himself. And I read his own tweet the other day, or yesterday, saying that he, or the other day, excuse me, where he said he's going to hold back on, on the purchase because he figures at least uh, upwards, rather, or maybe more, of 20% of all the accounts are fake. They're bots. So he wants, you know, he wants to buy something that is clearly uh, accurate. I mean, you know, if, it's like buying, say, hey, uh, you, you, you got uh, 2,000 feet of, of quality waterfront. It says, oh, well, Jesus, it says here I got 800 feet of Ah, no, it's too, no, 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 it's there, okay? Yeah, that's what you're going to buy here, sign the dotted line. I'm not signing any dotted line. I'm, I'm going to get a survey. I'm going to call him up right now. Well, that's going to cost you 800 bucks. Well, it's better than losing out on a, on, on a lot of money, my friend. So, and nonetheless, I'm getting more. So, uh, I get this from, um, from an African-American woman who I don't know. Uh, I, I quit my job, she says. I quit my job two weeks ago because a young white guy said he didn't like my tone and filed a formal complaint about me. And now, tone could be skin color. Tone could be the way she spoke. And then, the, and then she says, well, I just got a call that I will be starting my new job tomorrow as a case ma- uh, manager paying more money. And a lot of the responses are, woo, woo, go, you go, girls. Says, wait a minute. What's that all about? Boy. And then, of course, the president, as we know, it continues to talk about, uh, you know, the problem in America uh, and the threat to America. Once again, not to beat Sean Hannity here. It's not the threat against Islamic uh, uh, terrorists. Uh, it, no, it's, it's, it's not uh, nuclear warfare, apparently, from our Russian friends. No, it's not that at all. It's not the threat of, ben, uh, of uh, uh, fentanyl coming over the border. For that matter, the thousands upon thousands of unvetted people coming over the border. It's not that at all. No. The nation's biggest problem are the Glenn Currys of the world. That's our nation's biggest problem. That's why I was saying to Jason earlier that this 18-year-old schmuck that for whichever reason did what he did, and I, I say that about everyone that, 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 that takes it upon themselves to, to have these mass murderers in their minds, concoct them, and actually fulfill them is the sign of a madman. There's no doubt about it. But to the New York Times, uh, the Washington Post, uh, uh, the Huffington Post, it, uh, it goes on. Universal, CNN, uh, my God, it just goes on for ABC, Disney. This, and I hate to put it in this way, but this is a, this is a heyday for them. This, they love this stuff. I, I, it's a bad thing to say. They don't love this stuff, but they take advantage of this to the point where Wow, this is, this is really, really ugly. If you listened at all, I talked a little bit yesterday about what they were talking about on The View. 
again, everyone says, Glenn, don't worry about the view. It's the Russian judge. You've got to cancel out his, his, you know, that's just extreme. It's crazy. No, I don't. It, uh, it's a reflection of many, many people who, who, one, watch that show, and two, think just like they are. But the big thing that's come up since this Saturday incident was, you know, are we being replaced? That's what this young idiot's manifesto was saying. It's not just him. It's others. And now they're jumping on uh, Tucker Carlson and his show uh, and that, you know, some of the rhetoric that comes from any one of his, his programs in recent months, particularly, certainly since George Floyd, certainly since uh, the 2020 election, not to mention uh, when uh, Biden took over in 2021, since the wall essentially has, been, has disappeared and the, the border has too, that this word replacement has been coming up. And it's funny because I brought it up here on several occasions when Joy Reid on MSNBC says, oh, Tuckums just doesn't like to admit the fact that he, people like him are being replaced. And uh, you hear this word more and more and more. And, and again, I, re- I, re- I just read that tweet from that one woman who was talking about her, you know, the tone of her skin and how m- much of a threat that was to a white employee. Uh, so we're going to be seeing more and more of this. Up here? No, I don't know. I mean, up here, we're not too judgmental, although we do get a phone call every now and then in, on one of these shows talking about, you know, a, a school teacher that's, that's going back and forth inebriated. That, that's nothing too uh, uh, kind. And to Danny Francis's credit, he's right. Uh, that's something we really should be sure about and get some equal time about. But apparently it is true. So, you know, again, we, we have to deal with our, 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 our real problems out there, whether it's political or not or, or a neighbor, you know, squabbling over a, a parcel of land that they think they own but they don't. That's another story I'm working on right now. Um, it, it's, it's, we, I, you can't just say, like President Biden, uh, there in Buffalo, and he said it days earlier, and he said it before, you can't continue this rhetoric after you're the guy on election night that said he was going to re- reunite the country. He hasn't even tried. It's amazing what Ron Klain and, and the group there has done to this idiot. He's, uh, he's cognitively so challenged. They, they wake him up. They hand him a script. You heard what Elon Musk said yesterday or the day before. You know, it's, it's not so much the old man reading uh, what's, what the teleprompter says. It's the person that writes what's on the teleprompter. That's the person who's wagging the tail. I'm saying it out of context, but that's what Elon Musk is saying. And by the way, Elon Musk says something almost every day now that makes it to mainstream media, where, oh, did, what did Elon Musk say today? Very similar to the days when Donald Trump, of course, was president of the United States. So how ironic, the guy that is essentially has become the new, in many ways, even though he is not, repeat, not a Republican, Elon Musk. I don't know what he is. He doesn't even have his own. He doesn't even own his own house. He lives with friends. He does not have a residence. He probably doesn't have a checkbook. He does, if he does, rather, it's probably done through the company or you know, to have a checkbook, you have to have a place of residence. You have to live somewhere, right? Even if you're renting or something, he's not even doing that. This guy is single-handedly changing so many things at the same time that history will say, if we're still here a couple of centuries from now, this, this might be one of the most significant people who ever lived. Steve Jobs is one of them, too. It's a tragedy that Steve Jobs died as young as he did. And I wish Steve Jobs was still alive. So sometimes I think about, you know, the impact of someone like Steve Jobs along with, uh, with Elon Musk. I also said years ago, and I'll say it again, if Steve Jobs li- lived, rather, check that, if John Lennon was not killed by David, Mark David Chapman on uh, December 8, 1980, <clears throat> then I truly believe that uh, somehow or other, I, I, I think John Lennon would have had a relationship with, uh, 
with Steve Jobs, and he would have convinced him not to use the homeopathic way of getting rid of his cancer back when he was when he was first given uh, that diagnosis back in I believe in 1999, 2000. He would have said, "No, no, no, don't play with that." And I, it's just a crazy thing I have in my head. Uh, but just think of it. Think if you know if if Steve Jobs was alive and, along with with uh, uh, Elon Musk, two completely different personalities, but two incredibly uh, impactful men. And uh, well, we all know what Steve Jobs contributed in his short life, and we see what Elon Musk is doing as well. Uh, so anyway, no one's chiming in. Uh, it is election day continues. We might get a phone call a little bit here, uh, but uh, the, the the election continues, I believe, till tonight at seven o'clock. In the meantime, I got to do a break. We'll do this right now. You're listening to the Live at Five Show, and we'll be back after this. Paid for by friends of Scott Gray. I'm Scott Gray, and I'm running for the New York State Assembly and the River District. During my time as chairman of the Jefferson County Board of Legislators, we have stabilized county finances, kept taxes under the tax cap, and kept your budgets fiscally conservative. I have demonstrated my hard work, commitment, and dedication to you during several crises that required critical leadership. We're in a fight for the future of our state, for education, for Second Amendment rights, for public safety, and for costly mandates that drive your property taxes higher. It is a fight for North Country values. It requires someone with experience, someone who is qualified, someone who is ready, and someone with proven results, and who knows our North Country neighborhoods and knows how to build relationships. I'm asking for your support to represent you. On June 28th, in the Republican primary, vote Scott Gray for Assembly to bring common sense leadership to Albany for you, my North Country neighbor. Thank you. 58-5807. Ah, welcome back. All right, so I got this thing. It's on News Junkie, like many other things. News Junkie's fair and balanced. You know, there's a lot of stuff on there. There's, oh, News Junkie's gone really liberal. And then you go scroll down. Oh, no, News Junkie's back in the middle again. Oh, no, News Junkie's gone really liberal again. Oh, wait, wait. No, no, they got something here from the Greg Gottfeld show. Okay, I'm okay. We're balanced. We should put new, uh, we should put music to this. The balance live at five show. Actually, I'm singing over it so the algorithms aren't picked up by uh, Facebook and I'll get penalized. This is copyrighted music right here. So if I talk over it, you know, it could confuse everybody. You know, Facebook's going to explode. All right, so there you go. Uh, it's about uh, 5:31 and a half. All right, so this uh, on MSNBC. This uh, white criminals get excuses while black cr- uh, cr- uh, cr- victims get villainized. Most mass shootings seem to be committed by men, and research bears that out. The Violence Project, which defines a mass shooting as the murder of four or more people. Now, bear in mind, remember MSNBC here. With firearms, says quote, a staggering 98% of mass shootings are committed by men, and disproportionately by white men. But one notable trend over the years has been how white mass shooters are often explained away as mentally ill or a lone gunman. And as Dr. Stephen Thrasher pointed out on Twitter over the weekend, when a white mass shooter is in his teens, like the 18-year-old Buffalo suspect, they are called teenagers. While black men, including those who are victims like Michael Brown, are called an 18-year-old black man. The Associated Press, which published those two articles, later tweeted a correction to make clear that the Buffalo suspect is an adult joining us. All right, well, there you go. All right, so that's, uh, you know, that they just, you know, no matter which way we look at it, uh, they don't care. 
that uh, nothing's mentioned, by the way, about uh, what happened in Wisconsin and so forth, all the things that we kind of had a, you know, a discussion about early with Jason. But in addition to that, oh, and by the way, uh, you characterize our guys like this, and, and you guys get away with it just by saying that you know, you're off your meds and you know, you're, you're just a misunderstood. But that's for another conversation, because right now we have someone in the studio who walked into the studio. Grab it by the arm. Yes, yes, yeah, there you go, right there. Say a couple of words. Say a couple I'm of words. This. Hello. Yes, you are learning it. Yeah, tilt it down a little bit. Knock your teeth out. I don't want to do that. Very lovely. All right. So, um, uh, so I heard that uh, there's a voting. Uh, there's, there's a vote going on right now. We have to be brief, but there's yeah, a vote yeah, going. Yeah, we'll just say real quick. School yeah. board. School board election today. Yeah. And um, I'm just urging people to to vote. To, to vote, vote. 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 Number one, vote because yeah. it's important. And hardly maybe 300 people would vote in a school board election. Well, I, I, when I was there, there was Isn't four people, sad? five people there, I including just, me. I just heard uh, they were at 285. Is that a lot? Not, no. Well, there was a... Pe- when they did the mail-ins, it was 3,000. Really? Yeah. They, but that was COVID. Was oh, because of COVID. Yeah. Oh, right. They did mail-ins. How many um, mules did... Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> mules. <laughs> Three mules for Sister Sarah. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, yeah. uh, so there you have. So, wow. Wait, say that again. They had 3,000 3, mail-in ballots? mail-in ballots when they did it. Yeah, they mailed them in. Three, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, people are going to return them. You yeah, I'm you, not. I, didn't, I got a ballot. I, didn't, I live in Watertown. Was this your first time literally. ever voting in the school board? Yeah, literally. And I had to find it. And the people looking at me like, what, where, why are you here? No, even people that are even like parents are like, what? where do we go? Yeah, where do we go? What, is yeah. This is today. I yeah. didn't even know this was a thing. And yeah. the, actually, the school board works for the administration. They're in charge of things. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not going to really happen. But. It's amazing how we, you know, we, we, you know how the political process is in media. And that, you know, people spend a lot of money. And, yes, it's not just one day anymore like it used to be. It's, it's three, four weeks, whatever it is, and there's oh, balloting. But at the end of the day, there's such a small percentage of people that, that actually, actually go out and vote. vote. Yeah, they won't. It's such and a right shame. now, like probably now it won't be. It, it'll probably be even less. I mean, now they're going to be like, ah, it's raining. I'm not going. Was there a peak after the hotline show? Did we know? <laughs> I don't know. All of a sudden, there was a flood of people Jeff here. Graham called me and said, uh, uh, Amy, I just went and uh, voted for you. He said he was like, was there 15 people? Really? They yeah. all ran down there like they're, they're still finishing their lunch. <laughs> I just heard on the hotline show. Voting for that uh, John Moore for some reason. Yeah, John Moore. John Moore is not even running. <laughs> He's running now. Hey, so is Glenn Curry. <laughs> my, yeah, so someone voted for Glenn Curry. God forbid. Jason Trainer. Jason Trainer. <laughs> I think that all school board members should. Anyways, tell Sorry. people get out there and get out and show vote. up and vote. Yeah, nice yeah. hair. What'd you do to your hair? You, you added highlights. It's not as black as it used to be. Yeah, I'm coming used be, out. Used to be the dark girl. Yeah, I'm coming out. No girl. more mean girls. No more mean we're girl. We're over that. Yeah. We're just, yeah, That's we're over right. that. You and Jen, right, are the mean girls? Can I say that? Jen? Jen? Oh, sorry. I, I said it. Could be any Jen. No, we're not, we're not the mean girls. You're not? Jen's the best. She is. She's very nice. But there's nothing wrong with mean girls. We talked about this before. You yeah. have an edge to you. you. Know, yeah, we have, have an, an edge, edge to us, to and we actually care. Yeah. I wish that I didn't care. Right. So that's why I'm telling people to like, write like my most name most people don't. I mean, that's not a knock at other people. Mo- no, most people don't Most care. people just don't care. Yeah. They don't, it's it's well, easier so to I not mean, care. Me, it, it is, and there's another reason, Amy, I think you know this. What are you going to do? People are just like, oh, well, this is the way it is. Or and it's not going to matter. the Democrats and call me a bigot, then I'm a bigot. And people are going to say stuff to me. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to get into that. Oh, and then somebody's going to say, oh, I don't like what she had to say. Oh. Well, let me tell you something. One particular candidate, you know, I'm watching the local races that are going on. And, uh, you know, they post an ad about something completely unrelated to what people are, are like. Well, what about this? What's your position on this? It's like, stop it. 
please. This is why people don't run for politics to begin with. But then they have, they have to deal with so much. It's like, who wants to be an umpire in a, in a Little League baseball or, or a basketball or a referee? Nobody. Yeah, that's why they don't have any. Because that's why half the time the games get canceled because they don't have any refs. He's got to deal with people's attitudes. Yeah, because you've got narcissism. people in the bleachers screaming, You yeah, no, 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 no. You're probably related to the other team. <laughs> yeah. and, and then you see all these people that were on the hill uh, c- protesting, you know, Roe versus yeah. Wade. These people, the baby hasn't popped out of this woman's body in like 40 years. <laughs> and let me tell you, the other ones where it did pop out of, <laughs> she probably didn't even know it. I love them. Listening to a competition <laughs> earlier today, I, I just got to talk out loud because the you know T- Tucker Carlson had had one clip after another of people at these protests, and of course the one side is a bunch of people, churchgoers, you know, c- conventional in many cases educated people on the on the right for life yeah. you know side, and they're all pat they're and they're doing some type of you know. Meanwhile, in New York City, there's this black woman dressed in this crazy outfit. Her genitals are hanging out, and she's got <laughs> dead babies wrapped or you know uh, stuffed babies wrapped around. And look at me! I'm the I'm the battle brother. <laughs> and uh, this is New York City, and everyone's cheering her on. These poor bastards are standing in front of a Catholic church. I'm killing babies. <laughs> I, I know we laugh, but it's I know like, it's not funny. And and and, and Biden doesn't show up in, in Wisconsin. And you knew that was going to happen. It was too cold. It's too cold. But Biden showed up in Buffalo. Yeah, and he shows up in Buffalo. You know, in McKinley Plaza. You know. Where they're still feeling it uh, out there. Every t- everywhere you go in Buffalo, it's McKinley somewhere. I don't know, Glenn. Yeah, so I gotta go meet with Jim y- now. You gotta meet with Jim. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, well, very good. Uh, I, I, and, and I'm glad that you encourage people to vote. Yeah. For for uh, for, for uh, school board. School board. I'm very glad you did that. And uh, good luck with Jim. <laughs> All right. Great. Thank you, Amy Horton, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Live at Five show, uh, with yours truly on a, on a Tuesday. Seven five five twelve forty. If you want to chime in, no knock it, Jason. You know, but, uh, you know, it's just, you got to get real. You got to get real. We're not going to sit down and discuss our differences and work things out. That's the last thing that the Democrats want to do right now. They want to drag us through as many things as possible, including this January 6th thing. They have a two-year plan, and they might be able to extend that if they can prolong this uh, gender of theirs by claiming that the biggest enemy in America are, are Trump supporters. And that, uh, and those for who who choose life over over choice, and, and that platform might change everything as far as uh, we're, we're going to win the, the house. I've said that a million times. It's almost impossible for them to manipulate small little districts around the country that are typically operated by people that just won't do their dirty work. But they can clearly get these major uh, 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 senatorial uh, elections done in Pennsylvania and Georgia and elsewhere. And you watch; it's going to happen. Somehow or other variant's going to happen somewhere around a day or two after late. <coughs> Maybe right now. <coughs> Maybe in the studio. Oh, my God. I haven't coughed all day. The variant. <coughs> it's called the Live at Five variant. It's coming to a, a neighborhood near you just in time for the midterms. God, what happened to me? Uh, so, anyway, 755-1240. Is the number? Let me. I gotta go to the bathroom and and, clean, and get some. <laughs> I gotta get a glass of water, and we'll be back. Roof looking older than the people who call you back. Ah, boy, I'm not much better. Hold up. Ah. You know, water is not necessarily the the remedy to to anything. I mean, it's good if you're dying in a desert somewhere, but <clears throat> it's just, I talk and talk and, ugh. 
And then it just, it, it happens. Ugh. Seven, <laughs> 17 minutes before the hour. This, this should be fun. I'm a little bit better now. Uh, 755-1240 is the number. 755. Uh, I, uh, I, I helped out. You know, a, 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 a outfit or a group of people that came in from uh, the the West. Actually, they came in out of Los Angeles last night. Interesting uh, meeting with them at the hotel last night. I, I I worked out a deal so I can get them lights. I, I was going. It's a long story, but at the end of the day, uh, they needed lights for an interview. And uh, it, it, it 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 the place where they they had it. I, I'm not at liberty to say, but it's amazing how there are manufacturing companies right here in our community. That exists that I didn't know existed. Too often we talk about, oh, it's just, you know, what, what you could work at a pizza joint or retail or, you know, with this, that, or the other thing. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things. But there are other opportunities up here. And we are making things. <laughs> and I don't care what it is. I don't care if there's straws. A manufacturing is so important. <coughs> oh, God. It's so annoying because anytime someone starts to cough... Like Joy Bahar is as 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 a, uh, obnoxious as it is just to watch the the view. All of a sudden, she just starts coughing, and they don't turn her off her microphone, and she doesn't care. And by the way, uh, is any anybody that goes on that show as the replacement there for Meghan McCain on the right hand side, that is allegedly, supposedly rather, the the conservative voice at the table, and it's it's not even close. <coughs> Oh, hold up. <coughs> so when the skinny white chick <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> when she raises a concern or, or contradicts anything that anyone else says or tries to come up with some of, well, what about this? And Joy will just start coughing over her. <coughs> oh, sorry. <coughs> On purpose. You could tell. They're the most miserable women on TV. It's incredible how, how angry they are. And, and not just up to, to people like me, of course, but to each other. They even admit they don't like one another. They don't hang out with each other afterwards. They're just happy they're both getting, all of them rather, are getting paid very, very well there. I, I don't know what Joy Bahar makes there, but you've got to figure she's making seven figures. She's been doing it on and off now for over 20 years. Whoopi Goldberg, she wouldn't get out of bed if she wasn't making at least $2 million to show her mug on that show every day. That, imagine that. I mean, I love the opportunity that I'm doing this here for one hour. Albeit not a network, but an opportunity to talk on the free airwaves. That's a rare, That's a, at, at the end of the day, it's very rare. Do I get paid seven figures for it? Well, not even close, but it, it is empowering. So what would be really empowering is to know that you're doing something you love and, and that you could just say whatever you want without any facts behind it and get paid very well for it. That is in itself a great, great gig. There's no doubt about it. Now, based on that, I, it was something I wanted to say. Oh, the other day, uh, Brian Kilmeade was talking to a, uh, an ex-football player. I think he was football. Maybe he was basketball, but he was a, he was a pro athlete. Uh, African-American. And talked about, uh, they were talking about at length about this new kind of NCAA ruling where uh, a- actual uh, players in the college, college league, leagues, like Division I, and this is boys and women, uh, can actually get paid 
as representatives of a, of a Division One school, meaning that if, say, Duke uh, you know, brings in a blue-chip kid uh, out of high school, that kid can actually sign a contract and get paid while in high school. Now, they've been working on this for a long time. And the argument is, if the colleges are going to make so much money per ratings point, either from ESPN or anyone, you know, and this is streaming now, there's so much money made from college sports. And trust me, it may not be as big as the NFL, but collectively, since there's more colleges than football teams, I bet you there's probably more money made from the colleges themselves and, and all the money, sponsor money that comes from all the college games you see throughout the year. That, you know, the argument is like, you know what? These guys are performers for the schools. They're bringing in money for the institutions. Therefore, they should be paid. So if you look at it that way, it's like, well, I guess. But, you know, if you look at it also on how they've had early, uh, well, again, you go to college football or basketball, for that matter, for one year, you have a decent season, and you're drafted before the sophomore college. Those rules changed. I don't even know if that was a written or unwritten rule, but, you know, you can't get a, a blue-chip player to play two, three years anymore. So you're not going to have the Fab Four, Fab Five out of Michigan. You know, they're, they're not going to wait till junior or senior year to, to leave. So that's had adverse effects on college basketball. You know, it's still a, a, it brings in a lot of money. It's still a lot of attention, but it's lost its luster. So now the argument on the uh, Brian Kilme show the other day, if you heard it, I believe it was Thursday or Friday of last week. This guy went on about how when he was uh, given his first contract, I forget what, what uh, organization, what pro team it was, he, but he said something I won't forget. He said, at that moment as a young man, I kind of took my foot off the accelerator. And immediately you knew what he was talking about. Is he's made it. He, you, know, he, he's blue, you know, he made it through college ball, and now he was drafted in the first or second round. He was probably an outstanding student. He admitted at that point, he said, you know what, I kind of gave up. Because at 18, 19 years old, all of a sudden I realized, or 20, whatever it was, he realizes, like, you know, I, I, will not, I, I won't have to worry for a long time. Imagine being given tens of thousands of dollars in your first paycheck at 20, 21 years old. And all of a sudden you got a bunch of people around. He explained it, too. He says, you know, your life changes. And all of a sudden that, that, that committed baseball or basketball or football player you were at 8, 9 years old in Little League or Pee Wee League or the Linvets out of Queens... You know, the, all that hard work kind of turns into this, you know, like, hey, I'm better than everyone else right now. So imagine a kid at freshman year, you know, it, it, almost looking like Rodney Dangerfield going in back to school, uh, you, know, be, having, you know, having a chauffeur driving back. I don't know if it will go to that level, but all of a sudden you just, you don't have an amateur anymore. You don't have a, you don't have a college student that wants to do well for, for, for Duke. I'm sure he does, but at the same time, you're clouding up a, a 20, 21-year-old's, uh, or even younger than that, 18 years old, because they're in college. You're, you're changing them, and they're not going to be the same player. So just like how early drafts have ki has killed a lot of programs in basketball. I mean, you never know any given year what, what Bayheim's going to put on the court. You don't know. Yeah, he's going to have a couple of white kids. His own sons are going to wait there. You know, he's going to redshirt them for a couple of years. They'll be there until they're 35. But you know, he's not going to get another um, Coleman. He's not going to get any of these kids to play for beyond that. Or oh, what's his face there um, from the championship team? His name escapes me right now from Baltimore. He was there for one year. So it, you never know. But at the same time, now that they're actually going to give money, big-time bucks, to lure these kids to play for the Jim Bayheims of the world, or Duke, or Florida, 
or, or any or, or Oklahoma, any one of these schools, it's it's going to change a lot of things. And if you heard that discussion, and coming from a man who knew what he was talking about, he was there. He said he took his foot off the accelerator uh, accelerator a bit, and instantly I said, you know, that would happen to me. If someone handed me a big chunk of change at 18 years old, I probably wouldn't work as hard. I wouldn't work as hard to get to the to the final four. It doesn't matter. I'm making th- tens of thousands of dollars. School doesn't mean much to me. But we won't know what the ramifications will come from all of this. And quite frankly, a lot of people listening right now don't care. But it's another, yet another thing that, that was good but that now we're screwing up. And why? Because of money. Because the argument is, well, if the colleges are making money's, money, rather, the players should make money too. But at the end of the day, there's still 18, 19-year-old kids, and it's going to change them dramatically. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240. I know uh, uh, Tucker's not a big sports guy. Bill, uh, Brian Kilmeade is. He knows a lot about college sports. He brings it up quite a bit. He is a hardworking dude. He's all over the place. Uh, today, though, he forgot uh, Elise Stefanik's name. <laughs> he, he, I, guess, I, I guess the guy is, he doesn't know where he, he is. He's, he's, he's Fox and Friends in the morning. And then he does his radio show, which we hear in the afternoon, but he does it in the morning. And then he's on, like, other people's shows while he's doing his own show. <laughs> I mean, he's got to be. So today I was listening to his show, and he, and he referred to Congresswoman Elise Stefanik as that cr- congresswoman in upstate New York. It was one of those things where he forgot her name. I get it. I've done it myself. And no, I'm not, not at that level, but I'm still human. We do forget things as we speak, believe it or not. But it's just so funny. So I wonder whether or not he actually knows where he is half the times because he's so overused. And yes, he is. There's no doubt about it. Uh, no one's calling in. Dip, 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 dip. This is when I do the popcorn song. Dip, 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 dip. Yesterday, we were we were uh, talking at length about a particular song by uh, uh, One Hit Wonder. I, he might have had other songs. Michael Martin Murphy. Way too many names there. Uh, and the song was Wildfire. And in the process, I learned something. I didn't know this, and I don't have the lyrics in front of me, but perhaps someone can uh, can chime in about this. If not Liz herself, if she's listening. And she said, yes, that Wildfire is a sad song. And I mentioned two others, uh, Alone Again and uh, All By Myself. All pretty much in the early 70s. All by myself. And I think someone, someone else did a remake later on. My, my, I think Mariah Carey did. But All By Myself, uh, Alone Again. And here's another song. I didn't know about its meaning until Liz brought it up yesterday. And the song is called Shannon. Uh, that's a that's a female dog's name apparently. It's also a a, a human's name, and it's S H A N N O N. And when I hear the song, I just think it's about a guy talking about his girlfriend Shannon. But what, from what I learned from Liz, and someone can correct me, it's a it's the dog's name is Shannon, and Shannon goes into the sea. I hope I'm not screwing this up. Something tells me I will. The the, the dog, they're explaining to the young kid that Shannon the dog went into the sea. Apparently when no one was watching him. <laughs> and he's going to an island in the sea to hang out underneath a shaded tree. Those are part of the lyrics. And just to give you some of the tone of Shannon, it's, it's a really high-pitched song from a very falsetto singer. Shannon is gone to sea. <clears throat> that song. You don't found the shade. Whatever. And so here's this, the nature of the song. It's explaining to a kid why the dog isn't coming back. It's probably shark meat for all we know. But they want to let the kid know. It's like, nah, 
he went to an island somewhere. He doesn't love you anymore, but he's okay. He's on an island, with, and, he's, and he's being shaded by a tree. So don't worry about no Shannon. And somehow or other, that became a hit song back in, I think, what, 1973, 1974, somewhere thereabouts. So the things that you learn when you talk about sad songs, not to mention Elton John's sad songs, which is also a good song. Dip, 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 dip. This is when I do this. Let's, uh, let's talk to anybody. Oh, you know what? The phones are out. That, there's a problem. Let's try it again. Ah. No, the phones are not out. <laughs> I was hoping the phones were out, but they're not out. Jeepers creepers. So with that place that I was telling you about earlier, I was pulling out of there on Route 3 today, and I just couldn't believe how big that place was, where they make really cool things. It's awesome. Uh, right there near Bosey's there. I never knew the place existed until today. Amazing. Amazing that we do stuff like that. It's good to see. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Dallas. You there? You don't say. You don't say. Hmm. You don't say. What did he say? He didn't say. Sorry. I can hear my voice in the background. Someone was definitely listening to me. It was someone who might have been a fan of the show that actually wanted to contribute to today's program. But that didn't happen. Uh, tomorrow, of course, we talk uh, to uh, Attorney Joe Stanley at the bottom of the hour. Uh, and if you have any questions right now for Joe tomorrow, by all means, uh, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, the, the voting for the school board continues to, I believe, 7 o'clock at night. Tonight, rather. They're at two locations. Uh, so the school board meet, uh, votes. Uh, from what Amy was saying earlier in today's show, uh, the numbers were low in comparison to the last time during COVID where they had an open ballot. I mean, is that, what, is that what it comes down to? You know, people just, you know, just don't, don't have the time to, I don't want to say lazy because I've been guilty of it for years. But is balloting the future in the sense that you're going to get more people to vote because you could do it at the comfort of your own home? <coughs> Today, that opens up so many bad opportunities. It just doesn't add up for me. And there's nothing wrong with physically voting and seeing people. You know, Richard Gere's dad still lives in North Syracuse, and he's doing p uh, public service announcements for Meals on Wheels. Now, Chris, uh, uh, Richard Gere can clearly take care of his dad's needs, or his dad could probably, t I'm sure his dad did well too, but Chris, uh, 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 Richard Gere said, no, Meals on Wheels is good because it gets people to, to, to converse with each other every day. It's that interaction that's so important. You just don't want some Uber driver to show up which is fine, but, you know, Meals and Wheels is a, is a lot more, I guess you could say, uh, personalized than that. So he's a big proponent for it. If you've seen it, he's been running PSAs. I can't remember Richard Gere ever doing a PSA ever, not even for gerbils, but he has for this, and it's great because he's with his very handsome father. Uh, you can see where he got his good looks from, and apparently his father was a widower, and yes, like I said, probably can afford, uh, you know, a maid and a butler at all times. But instead, uh, you know, he's, he's a proponent of, of this service right there in North Syracuse. And I find that fascinating. And uh, if you see the, pro, uh, the PSA, it's on Fox. It's on one or the other. Uh, and another observation, um, Michael Huckabee, the former governor of, uh, of Arkansas there, that guy is such a, such a whore. I mean, he's worse than some sports guys around here doing touting, you know, uh, uh, ads and sponsorships over the years. I mean, my God, enough is enough. But, like, one out of three commercials on Fox has Michael Huckabee's mug on it. 
anything from relaxation to, uh, you know, uh, uh, cartoon ki- books with Trump on it. <laughs> and, and he's, and he's, t- he's always standing. Ah, and he always has to remind everybody who he is. Like, Mike, we know who you are. We know. You don't have to constantly let us know who you are. It's not like you're Mr. Burns or anything on The Simpsons, always asking who, who's who after over 35 years. All right, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, meaning today's show is over. The Live at Five show, hosted by yours truly, right here on AM 1240 WE10 Town. That makes us legal. Up next, CBS News. We hope you have a good night. Joe Stanley tomorrow, CBS Next. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. President Biden has denounced the racist mass shooting in Buffalo while visiting loved ones of of victims there earlier today. CBS's Stephen Portnoy. The president said the Buffalo shootings were a straightforward case of domestic terrorism.